The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. Woo-woo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Right, Wilbon brought to you by Waddle's guys at hawkauto.com. Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW all in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. Wilbon will be joining us in a minute or two. 312-332-3776. If you want to talk to us in the meantime, uh, the Good Guy Award being handed out, I believe, right now at Dallas so. Hall. It was today renamed... Uh, after our guy Jeff Dickerson, it was a year ago today that JD passed away. Today's the one-year anniversary mm-hmm. of uh, that awful day, and uh, it is now called the Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Award. Cole Komet is receiving it at Hallis Hall. And we are efforting Cole Komet. Hopefully, we can put him on before we leave here. I'm trying to see if any of the the beat reporters are starting. I'm on tor- uh, Courtney's Twitter timeline just to see. But yeah, I think they're they're just kicking off that presentation now and. Uh Cole Komet's had a nice year, and he seems like, and that was a, a chief had guessed that one early. And he it did. Seems like we were he's trying to predict. Very like, personable and good with the media, and it doesn't duck a lot. And uh, No, and he's gone he's through good. some adversity, he, too. He absolutely has, and he's had a nice year finally. Yes, he see. has. He has. Um, so, and like, that's what it's all about. It's about being accountable. Yes. It's after um, you have a bad game, you're there at your locker, and you're willing to talk. After a good game, uh, you're willing to talk. You back up your teammates. Uh, you know, like uh, Zach Wilson, you know, after that game, and he talks about, uh, uh, he's being asked the question about the defense. You're, you you stand up there and you say, I gotta be better. Yeah. You know, the defense did everything they could. I gotta be better. It starts with me. I'm the quarterback. I mean, think about that game, how well the defense played. And like, yeah, do you feel uh, you guys aren't holding up your end of the burden? No. Really? Because you stink. Like, think about how, how I mean, far that went oh. in, into his demise. <laughs> Totally. With the teammates and like people in New York have been talking about that where, you know, you're Mike White. Like, how good is Mike White? We None of us really know. The entire team made T-shirts for Mike White because that's how much they despise Zach Wilson. That's bad, man. You nailed it when you compared him to Cade. He's like, Cade. No, that's what it is. It's- His attitude is Cade. Yeah. He, like, he's a spoiled brat. He grew up rich. He grew up. He's a spoiled brat. Who has never really dealt with much adversity, and kind of wonder how they can miss so badly sometimes with, you know, like what what are you your trained eyes? Like I don't what know. exactly are you watching? Why well, it's crazy? Yeah, I mean, like there's some who you know I just don't get it sometimes. Sylvie, so like the number two pick. Oh, and it's over and over every year. It's like we we were talking about. Uh, with Trubisky and with Mahomes, how I'll, so many people can get it wrong. And I know. I mean, at least like at least Mitch is going to play in this league for a long time. Mitch is a well, capable be- backup and a spot starter. Like Mitch has ability. I mean, uh, Zach Wilson is like flat out terrible. Johnny Manziel was a first round pick, flat out terrible. How could so I many just, people miss on Aaron Donald? 
don't like, know. like, and and I don't know if it was so many, but what was Aaron 13, Donald? Fourteen, I think, or thirteen. Like, how right? could so many people like? I'll never forget. Yurko was all over all Aaron over. Donald, all, all over. over him, saying, "Aaron, this kid, the way he plays at Pitt, and but so many people too small, and 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 this and that, and he's not being drafted at the top, and he is a generational interior lineman." It's like maybe the best ever. Yes. You know, yes. Might be the best ever. And, and and 12 other teams don't think he's worthy and the Bears miss out on him by one and have to go with Kyle Fuller. I know. That one hurts. I know. That's why I always say it's better to draft early. Like, again, it's math. It's simple math. You'd rather have more guys on the board than less guys on the board. I mean, sure, you can screw it up and plenty of teams of, do and the Bears course. certainly have. But, yeah, it's when you miss by one like that. Right. And you go from maybe the best player at his position ever to, you know, Kyle Fuller's a fine player. But, I mean, you know, that's it. He's just kind of a fine player. He's just a guy that's going to go through a decent NFL career and be nothing spectacular. And it's like, oof. And you were one away. And by all accounts, the Bears really wanted him, right? That would have been their pick. Yes. It was going to be Aaron Donald, yes. right? Yes. And the rest... Phil Emery. That was Phil that Emery. That was Phil Emery. Yeah, Phil yeah. Emery did identify him. You know, Phil, Phil had a couple of good picks. He did. He had uh, Kyle Long. He had uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, he did. I think there was another one Not in there. Not many good was... ones. He had Shea, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shea McClellan, you know. Yurko used to call him Chicken Dinner Road. <laughs> That's right. I love Yurko. Why? Because he, <laughs> because he, he grew up on Chicken Dinner Road in Iowa. So, in Idaho, excuse me. So he wouldn't call him Shea McClellan. He would just... He just so whenever he was, like taking out his angst on McClellan for failing to do this or live up to that, he would just call him. And then I got Chicken Dinner Road, and that's all he would call him. Just Chicken Dinner Road. Because that's the big story, remember? Oh, guys, Shane McClellan grew up on Chicken Dinner Road. You know, the media loves that. You gotta run with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. This guy, he's country strong. He's from Chicken Dinner Uh, Road. Yeah, Okay. Remember, like, like, uh, there's always, like, the one story that the media runs with. Oh. Remember Michael Haynes, who they drafted? Yes. It was like he collected exotic animals. Yes. Yeah. There's- oh, I remember. Out of Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but this guy, he's so wise beyond his years. Yeah. He collects his and then there's Jerron Gilbert, who can jump out of, out of the pool. pool. And- See, he can oh. jump out of the pool. Which is pretty awesome, but I don't know <laughs> if it necessarily makes you good at football. Like, it's great for YouTube. Yeah. Awesome for YouTube. It's cool if you're a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. show tricks to exactly. people at the pool. Who That's the, awesome. Sylvie, who was the guy that was, uh, his teammate was on your kickball team? And he said, as when we played in the Greg Olson kickball tournament, he said that. Dan Bazine? Dan about Bazine, about yeah, Dan yeah, Bazine. Yeah. So yeah. it was. Poor Dan it was the kicker at uh, Central Michigan. Right. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that Central where Michigan. Dan Bazine yeah, was from? Yeah. Yes. So Dan Bazine was what the second or third round pick that Jerry Angelo drafted. I, 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 I want to say a second round pick. I think I think comes he, right. He, he, was second. he was a rush end, right? And Correct. We had the kicker, and I think he played as well with AB. I think Antonio Brown was a Google Ooh, that. That could be Google Sylvie. Google that. So this kicker we did. It was Greg Olson's uh, kickball team or Greg Olson's kickball league. Greg invited us, and he gave us a team for his charity kickball league. And we were trying to make it to the um, championship. And on Greg's team was Brian Urlacher, Greg Olson, and we so badly wanted to play them in the championship. And they were really, like, I bet. there were some, they, they got hot at some other teams, too. We were watching them play. 
So we had Jared Payton on our team. Okay, good. We had um, Kyle Corver's brother. Some good Clay, athletes. I think Clay, Clay Corver. I think Clay, yeah. Sarah Spain. Sarah Spain. We Division had a, one athlete. So you guys had some athletes. Yes, we and we went on the air and we said, look, we need some ringers. We, this, is a, this is going to be a really tough league. And it's for charity, and we'd like to face Olsen and Erlacher and the cha- I think Forte was on their team. Oh my God! So it was Forte, Erlacher, Greg Olsen on their team. We really wanted to face them in the championship. Merck, you were on our team, weren't you? I didn't play. I just or, came in. Ch- I was just working. You guys. Merck was the manager. Yeah, but like we had some really good athletes. So like Clay Corver played Division One yes. basketball. Uh, Jarrah Payton was not only a Division One football player, but he was a World-class soccer player. Yes, he could he have played soccer Division One. Jarrett was amazing. And he was he was so good at kickball, too. Crushed one. He crushed, crushed one. one. And it was like in kickball, in this regulation kickball, it was a heavier ball. It wasn't like the red ball you the played bouncy, on the school yet. Yeah, right. It wasn't the super bouncy one. Like, it was really hard to kick. Um, Waddle, obviously, was on our team who tore, he like tore his hamstring yeah, three different times. Exactly. I mean... <laughs> I think I had to run the Walgreens for him to buy some... some to buy like an ace wrap or yeah. something. Yeah, wow. he tore his hamstring three different times, I think, in this. Wow. And uh, That's the best. we had the kicker from Central Michigan. Oh and God. he told us these stories. He's like, we asked him, hey, well, what's the deal with Dan Bazine? Why can't he get on the field? And he goes, I don't know what Jerry Angelo was thinking. He goes, everybody in that locker room knew... In order for Dan Design to get ready to play in a in a Division One football game, he had to be stretched out every week Bad. for two hours to barely be healthy enough to play in a college football game because his back was so bad. His back was so bad. Jeez. But yet Jerry Angelo like made him his like no red flag here. Second round pick. Yeah, second round second round pick. And then remember he who is the lineman that they drafted from Vandy. Chris, was it Chris, uh, Chris Williams? Williams? Yes, Chris Williams, yeah. Who yeah. also then right. had, a had a red flag yes. and a bad back, and Jerry also drafted him, too. That was the next year, the draft of Chris Williams. Like, um, all, all, just with a little work, all you have to do is, is find, like, hey, maybe talk to some of the players on the team. Do you know how many games uh, in the NFL Dan Bazine played? Four? Zero. Zero. Never played a game. That was a, a forgettable draft. I mean, Olsen was a good pick, obviously. Greg had a terrific career. But after yeah, that, until Yurko, they traded him. And then they traded him. Did you just say Yurko? Oh, did I? Sorry. Sylvie. After that, Bazine, round two. Garrett Wolf, God bless his soul. But, I mean, come on. In round three, Garrett Wolf and uh, I'm blanking even to remember. Oh, Michael Oakwell from Stanford. Okay. Never played in the NFL, but I do remember the name. So now you got, in the first three rounds, you pick two guys that never played a game. And Garrett Wolf, who was a special teams player. Josh Beekman, who hung around for a little while. Josh Beekman. Kevin Payne, who played, eh, he played 30 games in the NFL. Corey Graham uh, was a good player. He was the best out of the lot by far. They drafted him late. And then Tremaine McBride. That's a forgettable draft when you think about it. Corey Graham was a pretty good player. This is in 2010, the that year that they actually. Oh, so, that was 2007. Well, uh, that was, like, those were the, those are the huge drafts because they were on top. And think about it. Like, you win. This is what we were talking about with the current Bears, about the sustained success and why the Bears haven't had sustained success. Bears win in 05 and 06. To me, where Jerry and Lovey lost it was the 06 draft, I think it was. Was that the Cedric that Benson was, draft? Uh, no, that was 05. 05 the yeah. 05 draft. Yeah. So here you have, and again, it goes into your running back yeah, theory. That's bad. You have Thomas Jones as your leader. 
Thomas Jones is your 1,000-yard rusher. And you got Thomas Jones really off the scrap heap when he was considered a bust off Arizona. Yes. and, and you, bought, you got low on him. Yeah, you it. bought low, and, and you found yourself a guy who, who figured it out. Yep. He figured it out, and he was beloved in that locker room. And you come off that, so in 05, the Bears are drafting what number? Uh, four. Four. And I believe that's the same draft that Aaron Rodgers falls to. It is. In 20-something. It is, absolutely. So 24th you, overall. You know, if you're smart, you draft your quarterback there and you say, screw Rex. Sure. We're, we're, we're going, we're, we're, we never can have enough quarterbacks. We're going to take Aaron Rodgers instead of taking a running back, a running back. at number four. I mean, you know what else they could have done? Even if you're not, even if you're not going to pick Aaron Rodgers, uh, Demarcus Ware, Sean Merriman, who was unbelievable for a little while. Think about adding Demarcus yeah. Ware to that defensive line, Sylvie. But you took you took a running back at four, right when the window opened for you. It was a bad draft. Mark uh, Bradley, remember Mark Bradley? He was your second rounder. Played a wide receiver who sucked. Stunk, nine career touchdowns. Stunk. Isn't that what Waddle had? Well. well all right, he was okay. Mark okay. Bradley was okay. Well, well look, Waddle wasn't drafted. Waddle wasn't drafted That's in the okay, second round. This was the second point. round draft pick. This guy Waddle was, was found his... money. This guy was supposed to be a part of your core on a winning team. They drafted two wide receivers that year with nine total combined career touchdowns. Arise Curry never had a touchdown, if you remember that name. So, yeah, when you screw up drafts like that, you're right, That's what, That's why. You know, that's it. The next year, they that's why. Have- that's why the work is just beginning for Ryan Poles. Yeah. Ryan Poles has to have one of those drafts where you draft Jimbo Cover. Oh, my you God. know where you draft Richard Gent. Yeah, you have like we Mark Bortz. You have to they draft that those eighty three yes. draft. You know, yes. And then Wilbur, right? The next yeah, year wasn't yeah. Wilbur the next year? I think. Yeah, I think he was. So uh, let's talk to Michael Wilbon. We are, uh, already told you who brings you. Wilbon each and every Wednesday. Michael, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We got Carmen uh, in here today. Happy New Year's coming up. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. How are you celebrating? Are you are you on the air on New Year's? Are you you able to celebrate? Um, I will not be on the air on New Year's Day. I I don't know about celebrating. I'm going to watch the games on the 31st, and then get ready to go back to uh, PTI and countdown and all the things that I'm doing. So. I'm too old to celebrate. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to move into a new year, but I don't know that I'll be drinking it. It's clinking any glass. Yeah. Um, so, like, here we are again, Michael. Where you know you, you get a little feeling good about the Bulls, where they win yep. three in a row and they have two of them buzzer beaters, yep. and then they lose to a nine-win team and they allow 133 points. And I feel like we're just going to rinse and repeat with that same formula where they maybe will win a couple of games and 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 stave off the inevitable, but like, what's the inevitable? They're gonna, they may win tonight. So yeah, one, the one thing I'm, I'm appear to have gotten right about the Bulls is they're gonna have these spectacular wins and they're gonna have depressing losses. That's their season. You're right. Do this, rinse, and repeat. That's who they are. They're, they're, they, as a team, they're not very smart. Because they have to keep making the same dumb mistakes and learning the same dumb lessons over and over again. They don't get it. And they don't have – and so I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to explain this to a, a, a you know, matriculating basketball player who lives in my house hmm. and is on a team. And he'll say, but, Dad, what about the coach? I'm like, no, no, no. The coaches do this with you in high school. Coaches do this 
at that level, even in college. But in the NBA, you better have a star player, an alpha male player, who can grab the team by the throat and say, no, we're not doing it that way. We're doing it this way. Who's riding with me or get out? If you don't have that guy, you can't have a great team. You can't even really have a really good team. And so the Bulls don't have that. That's just the reality. They, they can get angry at hearing that. I don't care. They don't have that. They rally. They have the, and you know what? They have the physical talent. They don't have the emotional or intellectual makeup. When I say intellectual, I don't mean the guys aren't smart. That's not what I'm saying. But in terms of basketball, what's smart on a given night, they couldn't go take Houston seriously. So they're either brain dead or they were just physically not up to it. Which one? If you're going to knock DeMar DeRozan for anything, it's kind of what you're talking about, isn't it, Michael? I mean, he's not a great defender. I get that. But, like, think about all those. They had good teams in Toronto when it was he and Lowry. You know, I mean, yeah. they really did. He yeah. was always. But then they'd win 50 games and then they'd be out in the first round. It's, he, it's, he's not that guy. But yeah. You have to have that guy. And you can't pay somebody else $215 million and not get it from him either. Yeah. So I'm not blaming DeRozan. All I'm saying is the team doesn't have it. Mm. They don't have that. The, once they pulled themselves up for the three games that we saw them win, having beaten Boston twice in Milwaukee already, somebody's got to say, here's, here's what we are going to do now. And you know what? Sometimes, I hate to say this because it, it sounds irresponsible, but I, I do mean this because I've been covering stuff for, for my whole life. Sometimes it means the guy who will start a fight in the locker room. <laughs> it does. Because that's what, you know, that, that's what great players are not great players because they're numbers. Here's what two generations of people, maybe even general managers and team presidents and evaluators miss. You can't quantify that. You think you could quantify that from Larry Bird even? No. Or, jo- or Michael, my God, or Magic? Come on, you can't, you can't quantify it. There's no, you know, we, you know somebody, somebody wants to, I, to quantify every single thing that happens on the basketball court. Okay, on the court, fine. In a locker room, on a team bus, on a team plane, at dinner, two, one-on-one when you call a guy to your room to talk to him before a game. You can't quantify any of that. And so I don't know that, like, wh- that's what's missing from them. They got all the physical, they got most of the physical check marks. Not all of them, but most of them. Enough to be a top six team. Maybe enough to be a top four or five team. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe six. But when they show you what they showed you against Houston the other night, you just, you, you almost say, I almost have to wash my hands up. I'm going to just say, I'm not yeah, going to get emotionally involved because they don't have, and you know what? I'm, I may not be able to, it may be unfair to ask it of anybody on that squad. And maybe that's where personnel has to identify that thing as you put your team together. I'm with you. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm expending too much energy with them. But yeah. uh, like, uh, then to the locker room point, though, Michael, like, what does it say, though, where, where Zach almost with that locker room confrontation, mm-hmm. there was a three game stretch where he he was trying more on defense. It was yeah. almost like he was shamed into playing defense. What does it say about a player who is your max guy that was shamed into playing defense? He's not good enough. He's not good enough. That end doesn't interest him enough, often enough, like every night, like 40 nights. Yeah. It doesn't. He's not good enough. I don't think he's withholding. I don't think he's a slacker. I don't think any of that. I don't. He's not good. This is what we don't want to deal with in sports now increasingly, Sylvie. Somebody's not good enough. Zach, Zach Levine is a guy 
who in a different era would have been judged more accurately. He can be your third best player on a, on a terrific team, a serious contender. He can be your second best player on a, just a team that might make the playoffs and get ousted, which is what he's in. And he's not, he, he, he's not good enough to – he doesn't have that intangible thing that will push him from what he is to great. Doesn't, doesn't appear to have it. It's been seven. How long has he been in the league now? Eight years? Uh, yeah, I think eight. Okay, I mean, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it's too bad. Because he's got a lot. He's got a lot of stuff. And when he's on like he was in that game where he defended, and it, it, look, they know, he, they know he defended in that third game. They know that. The Bulls know that. And that's why people get in the confrontations. But they don't have that thing. That, that, that thing that, that separates, you know, the greatest players from the next group. And so I don't, you know, and there are other players who are coming up. Like, does, does Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's yeah. got all the physical stuff. Does he have that? We don't know yet. Does Halliburton, a guy the Bulls could have picked instead of uh, Williams, does he have it? We don't know yet. He, he checked a lot of boxes. But once you start to get to the playoffs and you fail, and then you see who comes back with something else, who's ready to take the next step? Does Vooch have that? No, no, he doesn't. He's been an all-star. No, he didn't have it. And so you've got a bunch of guys on that team who have a lot, who have their assets, and they may go somewhere and help somebody else win. But without that key on this team, among these players, then you, you, don't, you got what you have the other night where you have these spectacular wins because they get upward and they do all the things they're supposed to do, and then they have these depressing losses because they can't sustain it. Tatum's a guy who found it. Like, you wonder about when do guys get it. Yeah. Like, he found it. Yeah. A couple, you know, yes, I mean, he he's did. been in the playoffs a lot. And, like, all of a sudden, a few years he ago, it clicks. Year eight. He's still not in year eight. Yeah, that's true. That's it. very true. You no, know, he's Tatum not. He found it two years ago. Yeah. And he's still working on it. He's yeah. still trying to get there. And last year, obviously, it, it's closer. It's right there. Yeah. And then now, it's there. Jokic, you yeah. know, he lost in the playoffs. He got beat. He got embarrassed. He, he came back with, with additional stuff. Right? But, and so we're seeing that from different players as they emerge. Look, the, the, Steph, the, the Steph Curry, the LeBron, you know, Steph Curry, Durant, that era is going to end fairly soon. Mm-hmm. When I say end, I mean, they're not going to be able to dominate the league like they did for 10 years. LeBron for 15 years, Steph for 10, Durant for six or eight. They're not going to be able to do that. And then who are the guys coming up behind them? I mean, right behind them to fill in, to say, oh, no, 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 I got this. Who are those guys? The Bulls don't have one. Yeah. They don't appear to have one. It's depressing, yeah. Yeah. Um, do the Bears lose out, or do they do they find a way to win one of these last two? Well, I haven't even paid them attention. Who, who they got? The Vikings, right? On yeah, the yeah, well, yeah, the Detroit this week. Yeah, yeah the Lions, Lions and Vikings. They'll beat the Vikings. You think so? Yeah, I, I've been saying. If you go back, you could look at PTI video from like week seven when the Vikings were six and one, and I said then I said the Vikings are going to win the division, but they're going to lose to the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears at the end of the season, mm. and that's what's going to happen. Hmm. And then now the last week doesn't mean anything because they probably will have clinched whatever they got. And you only, only the one seed matters. And they lost to the Eagles. So they're essentially two games back. So they don't have any incentive. They're going to be two seed, but the two seed doesn't get you a bye like it did the previous Right. Week. So the Bears will probably win that game. They don't need to. They don't need to. I mean, 
I do want to see guys get better, and they've done that. Like, I thought they played really well for three quarters, obviously, this past week. They played really well for the whole game against the Eagles. They're playing really well against good teams. And I'm talking about the people on hand. They're going to be, what, 15 new players? Oh, probably. Free agents and draft picks, at least 15. Yeah, right? yeah more, than, more than 20, more probably like close 20. to 25, probably. Or, you know, 20. Yes. They're going to turn you know, over a huge guys, portion. But remember, suppose some of these guys who are, again, support players. They're not stars. They're support players. Suppose they're perfect in those roles. I don't know. Man, 25 is a lot. That's maybe, like a 20, maybe, 20, maybe 20 new players. Between yeah. draft okay, and so free agency. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so 20, but that means you want, you want to see the guys on this team get better, the ones who have to stay, and the ones you want to stay. And so, you know, good for them. Good for them. They're playing better. They seem, their, their coaches seem to do things like move closer every week toward tailoring what they need to do to the people on, on hand. I love that, as opposed to what we saw the previous few years. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I'm hopeful for them. I'm not going to get carried away. I'm hopeful that, because it still depends on scouting, what is going to happen with this with Pauls and his staff? Are they going to get the scouting right, draft and free agency? I mean, look, we, we even thought from last year in February the Bulls had it right. That was scouting. It looked like that team had all the fight you needed, had all the intellect you needed, had the emotional makeup you needed, and certainly had close to the talent you needed for regular season basketball going in. And then they got injuries. Like, does, does Lonzo Ball mean that much yeah. to this team? <laughs> does he mean – I mean, so we're now we're talking not only playing for himself in the position, but is he a guy who can, can shape a locker room's attitude and mentality and emotional makeup? I, I don't know. That's a lot. So you, there's a lot you're trying to scout, and you've got to get lucky with some of it. Um. You know, you got to get lucky with the Patrick Williams pick. Uh, and and I, as I said to Matthew, okay, everybody wants to say this is not working out. Who was drafted after Patrick Williams that you would say, okay, give me him instead? Halliburton. In that draft, Halliburton's yeah. the only one. Yeah. Yep. And so the, now the Bears are facing this. Like, and they got many more slots to fill. And is, is that staff going to get this right? That's, so the off season is way more important than these last two games. Wilbon, great stuff. Happy New Year, okay? All right, you guys. Happy New Year. We'll have something to be happy about by next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's Michael Wilbon. Great stuff. Every Wednesday, usually at 5, but uh, we're off at 4. So we uh, thought we would talk to him a little bit early today. I'll give you one more. Tyrese Maxey. I would take Tyrese Yeah, Maxey. yo, Maxey's good. I, I always get a check. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey for sure, right? You're right about Halliburton. Maxey. Other than that, yeah, maybe not. That's not a great job. We were just talking about how good the seventeen, yeah. the eighteen draft was. I, have a, I, have a, I now have a homework up project for you. You and I are together tomorrow. Yep. I want to take some of the calls, 312-332-3776, and I want everyone to work on something for tomorrow's show. I like it. I got, I got a homework assignment. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Chicago's home for sports is on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. sports. It's time to find the great on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and the ESPN Chicago app. Find the great, presented by Great Clips. Here's what I, here's what I want to do tomorrow, and it goes in with Find the Great, brought to you by Great Clips. I want all of us. Mark, you working tomorrow, 10 to 1? Yes, I have a, a guest so. I booked for tomorrow. 
Oh, is it a uh, is a secret guest? I don't know no. who it is. Surprise I, I, guest? No, I, I can tell you who it is. Who is it? I know Tony, who it is. Tony Dungy's going to come on at 11. Tony now. Dungy, yeah. all right? Yeah. yeah. He'll talk about uh, not wanting to tank in any of these. That's right. Oh, oh, you you can get his it. thoughts on Justin Fields? Possibly. Oh, very good. Right, what's yeah. your assignment for tomorrow? Um, and Charlie, are you in for tomorrow? Yeah, I'm here. To, uh, yeah, I'll be here. All right, good. So all four of us can do this. I want all of us. We, uh, Carmen brought up a list yep. earlier today. I want us to come up with a find the great list. And with the year-end show, because it's my last show of the year. Me too. Tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. I want us to come up with the top 10 greatest Chicago athletes list of 2022. Now, I, I all believe the Whoa. number the athlete of the year in Chicago will all be the same. right? I think we're all going to go with Justin Fields. The, uh, don't you believe that the 2022 Chicago athlete of the year is Justin Fields? Uh, How could it not be? Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, the only, the only, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, Demar is kind of in an interesting spot to be up there, you know. Because think about January, February, March. Yeah, yeah. You know, so let's come up with our right. list on where we rank the top athletes. You're obviously forgetting about Eric Johnson. You don't even know who from the is. Blackhawks. <laughs> yes. Good job, Sylvie. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You're forgetting about Peter Morazic. But no, yeah, I like the list. The top 10 of 2022. Yes, yes. I assume that includes, uh, if we wanted to, I don't know if there's a lot of them, but college athletes as well or strictly professional? So we're like, we're like, who do you have in mind? Yeah, yeah, you're like, like, like we're going to put Charlie athlete? Jones on here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charlie Jones is for Purdue. No, so that he, yeah. yeah, that's not Chicago. I, knew I, that's I, I wasn't. I didn't Indiana. want to. Prove, Charlie just brought that up. I, but I, no. I'm just thinking Northwestern, no, DePaul. No, there probably no. isn't anyone I can even bring DePaul? up. DePaul? So. Is Stephen Hunter back? Put Coach Stubbs up there. Well, would would a, Paul would Paul Reed and Max Struess count? Yes, Max. No, would, Max Struess plays for Miami. You got to be Chicago athlete playing in Chicago. Okay. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. All right, yeah, yeah. Like, why Chicago. do we have to get like only, like this is one of the top sports cities in Chicago, and we're we're arguing we're whether Miami. <laughs> Uh, uh, like a shooting well, guard on the Miami right? Heat should be a part of this. No, but you're this right. We have slim pickings in this city. No, right? it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard to get year. by, dude. I mean, it might be. T- it might be hard to find ten. All right, I like the. Right. I like the idea. It's a good list. Right. That we're gonna have to. Con- any, con- any, con- any, any. Uh, besides, before we get to the calls, any other great things you want to bring up as part of find the great? Mm. Anything great on your mind besides Luca? I mean, Luca. Luca, sixty points, twenty rebound, triple double. That's it, man. That I mean, like, how terrific is that? Incredible. It's, it's one of the most unique. It is the most unique. It's never happened. It's a, a sixty twenty triple double. Never. never, never happened. Never happened. Incredible. So yeah, it's that unique. It's that special. I was glad when right. I was watching. Awesome. Let, let's take these calls. We want to go, uh, Matt. Matt is Matt the. Holding the longest? Yeah. I think so. Let's go to Matt and Streamwood, who's always patient. Matt, what's up? Hey, Carm. Hey, Sylvie. Thanks for taking my phone call, and happy holidays to both you of too. you. You too. too, buddy. May I ask you, please, Sylvie, Carm, regarding, like, if we do get the first overall pick, do we have to trade back for further first-round picks? Because I feel the feeling, Sylvie, that we're going to be just like the Vegas Raiders, where they had, what, five first-round picks from when they got the Cleo Mack, and none of them are even getting to the fifth year. They, I feel like this organization just can't sign. The further they go back, they just don't get the talent. So I'm asking you, do, if we do have to trade out of the first-round pick, can we go towards maybe the Saints, Sylvia, and get Olavi and Lattimore from them to get you know get current talent that actually can help, and especially 
give that number one receiver for Justin Fields since he has that rapport with him from Ohio State? They're not trading Chris Olave. Why would After they? one year? No way. He's too good. They they're traded up to get him in the Yeah, they're not trading him. There's no way. Um, there's just but, no but, way. But I know what you're. I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I look. I think like what Carmen said. The world is your oyster if you're yeah. drafting one or two. You could do many. You can get creative. You just got to do it smart. You got to be right. No, and Matt's. You're not wrong. Like the the Raiders botched a golden opportunity. They really did. I mean, go you know. And then and the one guy that you probably should have ex- put the option out for was Jacobs. Look at the way he's played, and they didn't even do that. They're probably going to lose him. Why you're drafting running backs there is beyond me, anyway. But like, uh, they cut Abram. I mean, like they screwed that whole thing up yeah, because it was the, because it was Gruden and Mayock. Yeah, that's the so thing. you just can't do he, that. He, he's got Ryan Poles has to be better than Mike Mayock. Yes, do what San Francisco has done. They haven't hit on everybody, but they've made smart plays. Yeah. Now, now. Trey Lance is, is may not have been good, but they also, also sounds- made good good trades thanks to some of their coaching acquisitions that they've gotten draft compensation for the coaches. Yes, the, you're right about that, and it's also starting to sound more and more like the Trey Lance thing. Uh, was, but it came from the top. Came from yeah, not well, the coach and not the general. I'm like I don't understand that when you've got smart, yeah. one of the smartest offensive guys in the league, and you're you're coming yeah. from the top. That's what you get telling him. That's what you get. Crazy. Andrew and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. I'm glad you guys got to do a show together. It's, I'm enjoying it very much. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, you too. Respect to uh, JD. Hope you guys have a great dinner tonight. It should be fun. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, um, this is. I want to ask you guys two questions. So to piggyback off Matt, um, with the, like, let's say hypothetically we get the two or the one or the three. And, you know, like, there's like, we obviously need an experience you know, insanely great pass rusher, kind of like a player like Hutchinson, you know, TJ Watt, you know, Aaron Donald type of player because it means so much to a team. So I wanted to know, uh, Carm, who do you think's out there in college that fits that bill? Then the next question is, do you see any reason to sit just in the last game of the season yeah. just to keep him healthy or something? So I'm enjoy the rest of the season. Go Bears. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, if, where they're going to be picking, if they don't move, it's it's got to be Carter or Anderson, right? right. It's Those be. are the two. It's going to be one of the two. Right. And they always say that Carter's got the higher ceiling, but Anderson's got the higher floor, right? Yes. That, that, that there's a riskier call with Carter. But he could still, Dude, like, he, if, if he... You put the tape on him, and Yurko will be a good... It'll be good for Yurko to really dig in on him the way he did Aaron Donald to see if he sees some similar things, because his eye is certainly better than ours. But I'm telling you, man... Like, you talk about, you know, I don't want to compare him because this guy was a terrific NFL player, but like that quick, like that Tommy Harris, quick, explosive, boom. You're through, you're disrupting, you're in the backfield disrupting on the jump. And you see a lot of that out of Jalen Carter. And that three technique makes this defense go. Totally does. That's why I brought but, the only again, reason I brought like, the Tommy Harris because it's a similar he, defense. It like, started everything. When Tommy was healthy, he was so good. He was so disruptive. But again, like it's that, it's the, you gotta weigh that one player versus, well, if we trade down a few spots, like if someone comes up from six or seven, we could still get a difference making offensive tackle there and we can get other stuff too. Like, it's gonna be hard, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, what if you move down to draft one of the O linemen that you think is gonna be a stud and then you've added capital? You're right. Like, it's, this is going to be one of the most important and fascinating Bears off-seasons of our life. You know that? We're going to be talking drafts so many months. 
I mean, you're not kidding. Dude. Yeah, I know. By the time the Super Bowl's over, that's we're going to do like what is that? That's ten straight weeks. By the time the season's over, well, it, at least after, we'll have the playoffs a little bit. But I know. But like after we, after yeah. the season, remember when we come back. Poles is going to have that end of the year press conference, dude. I mean, it's you're and right. Knowing what what pick they're going to have, yeah, and then we're going to try and guess what he's thinking. All we're going to do for the next four months. Uh, let's take one more before go the break ahead. here. Uh, who's been holding here for a while? Uh, I don't want to uh, gauge. Oh no, uh, Ken in Aurora. Uh, you take Ken. Ken in Aurora, Colorado, not Aurora, Illinois. What's up, What's up Kenny? Hey, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Happy holidays. That, that's why I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't read. You won the cover five? That's what you're calling to brag about? Well, well, not brag about. I just want to thank you guys for doing that cover five. I'm learning how to make my gambling. Awesome. My bets better. Well, which, yeah, which, awesome. which game did you win? You won the Carmen and Yurko oh, one? or did you... yeah, I, yeah, I won your guys' cover five. Uh, the Rams annihilated the Broncos, which I loved. That got me most of my points. Um, so you won wanna, the week. I want to thank you. You, huh? you. you won the weekly prize. Yeah, I won the weekly got prize. It. I just got the email from Cover Five from e, from ESPN. Well, what what does he get I for the? You get hundred. You get hundred bucks cash. Wow. I think. And, a, and, a, and a, isn't it a hundred bucks? Yeah, Cover Five. It, it was a hundred dollars gift card to the Pride Store oh, Pride and um, yeah. and oh. the um, hundred dollar Lumanati. It was be- it was between Chicago Cut and the Pride Store tonight for dinner. By the way, okay, smart guy. Oh, over there. oh really? Okay. Oh, yeah, like I the way it. Carmen talks about the Pride <laughs> Store. Yeah, they're the best. Ken, oh. congrats, buddy. I'm glad. I didn't know that's what he was calling about. All right, so there, you get a little love for the Cover Five. It's awesome. I'm glad Ken. Cover won Five week. is very unique. It's great. It's fair. Our company owns that uh, gambling game, and it's you pick the five games. I know you guys have been doing the contest all year, and you've got to pick the five games where you think the spread is. How do you term it? Like is well, it's not just you get a win for covering. It's based mm-hmm. on the points that the differential basically. The, like the di- it, the differential is the most off. Yes, like the spreads the most off. If it's minus seven and they cover by ten. You get the, the 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 three points, and vice versa. If, if like a team is a, a eight point favorite and they get drilled, you're getting killed, right? You know, in something like that. That's why it's unique and different and interesting. I've had a terrible two weeks, terrible. Yeah, in cover five the last two weeks. Oof. I've been awful. Yeah, it's been a, really it's a hard. It's yeah. hard picking NFL games, man. It's just hard. It's a hard racket. I'm above five hundred for the year, Good. picking every game for the Good. first time ever. Good for you. That's good. I've never finished above. It's all right. See, you're getting there. You're learning. I'm learning a little bit, a little more. Where like there are games that you would never think that you would pick that team. Where you just got to say, look, it's just too many, and, yeah. and and you can't put too much stock in the week before. That find the end. Yeah, you're right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take more of your calls coming up next. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, and now on FM at 100.3 HD2. This is Chicago's home for sports. We have time to take uh, one more. Uh, yeah, pick the best one. What do you I think? like Taylor. Taylor's one Taylor's of my favorite callers. Good. Yeah, he's Love Taylor. One of my favorite guys, one of my favorite callers. What's up, Taylor? Hey, what's going on, guys? You guys are my favorite as well, man. Happy holidays to you too, uh, to everybody. Uh, you know, just really just want to say, uh, I'm not sure. I think we're overthinking this whole drafting with Fields, man. Um, is it off the table to take Bryce Young number one? You know, he Come is on. yes. the, probably he's probably one of the I guess the highest rated 
passer um, in in college. He's probably going to be the number one pick of any other team uh, who's number one. Um, and the fact that we're so sold on Justin Fields, who were three and eleven. He hasn't passed him more than 200 yards more than twice this year. Come on. Are we really that sold on him yet? Yes. I mean, that's kind of my question. How could you and not then, be is my question to you? How could, well, I mean, because I just said it. I mean, we still are didn't win any games when he was playing. Uh, the roster's well, crap. Air quotes. He's like the um, only reason they've won three games. Well, they were going to win three games no matter what, according to the beginning of the season. So it really just shouldn't matter. I, I'm just not that sold on him and – I think we should be thinking about this as this number one pick came into our lap. If we didn't have, if this was any other team who had the number one pick, most likely they would take um, Bryce Young. Um, so I don't see why don't this know. wouldn't be a, consider- a consideration. Will Levis um, might go number one. You never know. Well, I don't that's know. Fair. I mean, that's fair. But uh, Taylor, thanks, buddy, because we got to run. We got a hard out. We got this bowl game coming up. But uh, they, the roster's crap. Fix the roster and let's see. I, I, I believe in Justin Fields. I mean, and I don't mind them drafting a quarterback again somewhere. No, I like I, I, do it every year. Sylvie and I always talk about that. I mean, draft them. Go ahead, um, but not first overall no, with what no. Justin has shown you, especially with what with you all can you get. Need, yeah, yeah. With what you can get. Build that roster up. Yeah. All right, so we're back tomorrow, eleven to two. Ten. Ten, ten to one. Ten to one. Ten Sorry, to one. I screwed that. Don't get here late. Ten to one. Ten to one. Jerky. I'm showing up at eleven I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, jerky. <laughs> so. Uh, who do we have on today? Courtney Cronin and uh, Michael Wilbach. Michael Wilbach. Yes. Uh, great job by Charlie Bevins and also Randy Merkin. For Carmen, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a fantastic Wednesday evening. Rock Chalk.